We're live for the very first Man Chat podcast. Man Chat podcast. Is that how it's gonna go? I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. You're gonna come back to me with the same thing. It's gonna be organic. It's gonna be very organic. We are hyped for the podcast, so we should tell everybody who we are because nobody knows who we are. So we'll start with you, Dan. You're the guest in the house. I was hoping we'd start with you so I could just kind of copy and uh, have like a little template to work from. Okay, so we'll start with me then. Oh, All right. wow. Fantastic. What a great <laughs> idea. Who came up with that? Wow, what a great audience. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Ethan. Um, this is our, my first podcast. Never podcasted or casted a pod before. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, we just, I just want to get together and say some stuff people like to hear on the microphone. Wow, what a template. <laughs> What a template. You're giving me so much to work with. I set the bar really high for you. You really did. Uh, so I'm Dan. Uh, I have been a part of a podcast, but oh. I have never been the podcaster. This will be my first time in the role of podcasting. Okay. So when you put it that way, I have also, I've never participated in a podcast. I've participated in one podcast that comes to mind. Was it all 99? It was all 99. Okay, so... We talked about... Dieting and... Physical activity. Dieting and physical activity. As we sip beer, you can hear us slurping our frothy beers over the microphone there. Yes, but we can't, we can't talk about what kind of beers these are. They're tasty beers. We're not endorsed by any beer companies. Tasty Incorporated. Unless you want to endorse us and bring it on. But I'm so, for everyone that, well, you can't see on the damn camera either, but I brought a notepad for notes. I'm so prepared. I feel like I'm coming to study podcasting. You have a lot of notes there. Hmm. That's the one song that we may put on the podcast as an intro. What what, what genre would what, would this podcast fall under? We'd have to choose a different genre each time right at the, <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> Make sure you know. Or start it out with like, by the way, today's genre is easy listening. <laughs> um We'll have to add that in after the fact, after we've decided what we're going to talk about, right? I don't know that you can... I don't know that you... I, I don't, I don't want to give it a genre. I don't well, want to call it anything. We're the Seinfeld of, of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right. I never... You know, I never got into Seinfeld. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. Really? Yeah. I've never watched it like, you know, cover to cover, like The Office or something, but I've seen a ton of Seinfeld. Probably over the course of my life I've probably seen them all my parents were huge fans of Seinfeld huge fans my parents didn't really do television shows but I, I really didn't like watch I was a late comer to even things like Family Guy yeah so I didn't really do shows until like my I don't know until I was like 17 I didn't oh wow yeah I, I didn't like I, and then I like started binging that's when like Netflix started becoming like kind of a thing and I would just stay up until cause like you know I was in high school I would just Get home, watch Netflix, binge Family Guy because everybody's at school talking about it. Right, and then get up, like never go to bed and go to school the next morning with nothing but like twelve hours of Family Guy in my head. Netflix in high school—that's crazy to think about. Yeah, because we're like decade out from that. So I think it was my junior year of college before I heard the term or experienced Netflix for the first time. And back then, it it, it wasn't you know logging into a an application on a yeah like a mobile device or Xbox or whatever it was we ordered DVDs and they came in these little packages like a couple of days later we had to choose our movies in advance from a list and they'd come, they'd literally come in the mail you know yeah 
And so we had the like two disc plan. So you'd have two discs at a time and we'd watch them. We'd, I mean, it was good. You have like a little movie night. It's like, you know, oh yeah. man, Wednesday, you know, I met this girl, you know, you know, it was called. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go out with this girl. No, Wednesday's on Netflix night, <laughs> like, man. We got to, we got to get it in so we can send it back. You know, we yeah. got to, we got to get Silence of the Lambs in so we can get Die Hard back. <laughs> like, come on, next Wednesday's Die Hard night. Oh my goodness. So I miss Buck, man. Even though Netflix was originated in 1997, it was founded in 1997. Right. That's a long time ago. But I think I don't think they were doing... They weren't doing what they're doing now. They no, weren't streaming. So not. how in the world... Oh, no, they definitely weren't streaming. How was I binging Family Guy without Netflix? Because I remember... So, my, now I remember. Now, when you said see like DVDs, yeah. my first experience was with my college roommate, Colby... Um, and we we would do the same thing. We would just we get two discs in, two discs, and send them back, watch them, sit, and we get games. Yeah, I don't know how did I do it. I don't know. So my my first experience with Family Guy was uh, one of my buddies from like childhood, like one of my best friends in high school. He had the DVDs. Like he had whenever the new seasons come out, you know, he had that season on DVD waiting for him, and we would just binge them on DVDs. Family Guy was probably the first show I ever binged or had the opportunity to binge actually maybe friends i've never my, seen an episode of friends so my parents were huge friends fans and so we were two growing up yeah and they had they have all the dvds jesus christmas i've never we, we had a friends board game too it was like yeah you answer friends questions and move your pieces so i, I never played all right so i've never i never played a board game until we started having game night here right yeah, like I, like I played Monopoly once my entire life when I was like 11, and then yep. I never played it again until I was like 27. You never played like Mousetrap or no, those like kids I don't know what Mousetrap looks like. I couldn't, if you if someone like put a gun in my head and said, give me like, draw me a quick sketch of what Mousetrap looks like, I couldn't do it. I have no, I never had those experiences. Mousetrap led to a lot of fights in my childhood. <laughs> Mousetrap and sorry. Oh my God, we're 27 and freaking Settlers of Catan almost leads to fights. I wish I was 27. I wish I were. 27. I'm not even 27. I'm 28. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. Neither of us are 27. <laughs> well, we were at the time. I think. Well, I was. When we figured out Catan, what a game! What what a fantastic game! This takes too long. Yeah. Well, I I think people our age, adults. Uh, what are we? Young adults? Are we young adults? Is is 29 years old, 28 years old, is that young adult? Anyway, I think young adults or adults our age are interested in consuming alcoholic beverages during their social activities. And I think that strategic board games can uh, kind of fracture the <laughs> happiness and uh, casual nature of a social get-together type situation. So I'm a little fractured. I'm a little butt sore about Monopoly. You guys ganged up on me. When I, we when we first started playing Monopoly, we play we played like three nights in a row. Right, I wasn't there. You weren't. Actually, it you was weren't a snow there. week. We I were, couldn't get I was in Raleigh. We were snowed out. in. Right. <laughs> I really was snowed in. I, my car was in the shop. I was stuck. I had to Uber to get a pizza like the third day of the snow week. Yeah, so, all right, so we weren't snowed in. So we're... <laughs> We, we we were we so everyone thought we were gonna get snowed in so I went around in my truck picked everybody else up and then we came to my house and we, we like hunkered down for for snowed in snow weekend twenty whatever and that sounds amazing it, it was but what happened is there was about a half an inch of snow and we pretended like we couldn't leave and we went to the store bought a bunch of booze and we played Monopoly so that was that first epic weekend of Monopoly and 
I won like five games in a row. And then they started figuring out that you can make deals with your friends. And that was it. That's the last time I ever won. Never won since. It's been like two years. So Everyone gangs up on me. Okay. I, I was going to ask. So what was the problem with deals with your friends? So if you... So I can't say I'm very... I, I played Monopoly once. And I played it here. And everyone knew whether... No, I played it at a friend's house. I thought it was here. With you. No. No, I, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played at Caleb's house. Okay. And I lost miserably. And that was the only time I've ever... I, I never played Monopoly as a kid. It was the only time I'd ever played it. I played once and I dreamed about it ever since. But anyway, so back back to... So what you do is when you land on things in Monopoly, and it's hard for me to explain this if I don't... If I'm not looking at the board, but you land on it and like you... Or if you want to sell something or trade, like I can't remember the specifics, but there there comes an opportunity where you don't want to keep something, you want to give it away, but someone needs to buy it for you, auction it off, whatever. So in those instances... I would always make a deal or like, so if you've got, if you landed and you've bought a property, somebody else has bought, if you got like a red property and somebody else has got a orange right. property and you want, like it would get you both a monopoly if you traded and it'd be an equal trade. Right. I would kill equal trades. So I'd always So you're like, trying to work with people. I'd work with people. And everybody else was working against and each other. Yes, yeah. So no one got that in the beginning. So I'm like making these deals. They're like, oh, you're so stupid. And I'm like, get Monopoly for Monopoly. Like, let me give you my card. You give me your card. <laughs> and we have a Monopoly and we're going to crush everyone else. Right. And we you know, grow together, whatever. And then we'll worry about a face off in the end. So they figured that out after like the fifth game. They stopped trading with me. Even if it was card for card, Monopoly for Monopoly, it completely equal. They wouldn't give it to me. They'd find a way to, to do it elsewhere. So, like, even Pam, my wife, or everyone who doesn't know, even my wife, she was against me. She wouldn't trade with me. She's like, no, I'm not trading with you anymore. <laughs> I was, like, boycotted. It was ridiculous. Uh, Sounds like a great time. Hey, it it is a good time. It is a good time. And we, we did that. I mean, it wasn't... I don't think we had, like, internet. I think Because I think it did get, like, iced enough to not have that. Oh, yeah, like power is out yeah. or cable was out or something. I think we had power. I don't think we had internet. Maybe misremembering, but I don't... If we, even Were if you we guys did, here? We were here. We were here. Yeah, I hate I missed that. Yeah, it was a good time, but it, you were legit so snowed in an hour and a half away or two. Yeah, hour and a half, yeah. So, it's what it is. Yeah, I put my car in the shop, and that morning I woke up and there was six inches of snow on the ground. That's a lot of damage. That's, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> I should have flex taped it. Flex, flex tape. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. So, um, one of the things that I really want to try to cover, and I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we like we we don't we didn't really plan or anything. Right. How do you? I want to like pick something that's happened. And like break that down. So like, oh yeah, happened to us or happened? No, any in the freaking world. Happened period. Yeah, happened period. And, 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 and a, a current event. Yeah, or even if it's like like earlier that stupid picture I showed you. Like, look at what this girl said. Stupid picture. Yeah. So it was like it was something along the line. As a matter of fact, I'll look it up right now. Sure. Yeah. Can we talk about how great those Facebook reminders are? <sighs> yeah. So good. So good. So good. So so if you're not aware and you're a Facebook user. Uh, Facebook gives you a, what do they call it? Uh, they call it, uh, uh, on this day reminders and it's, it's not an app. It's, it's not like a third party, you know, access to 
something. It, this is a good segue. It's directly through Facebook, and and they will. Uh, so if you go to well on, on a PC, I don't I don't know about. I think you can access it here. Yeah. yeah. So on a PC, yeah. So on a PC, it's called On This Day, and I believe on like an Android phone, it's the same. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's like on Apple products, but but yeah, it's just like uh, it's just on the little sidebar. It's called on this day, and you can see the posts that you made uh, on that particular day. Like memories on mine. Memories. Okay. Yeah. So so on my cell phone, I have an Android phone. It's called it's called on this day. So they just show you posts that you made since you. Oh wow, great! So they show you posts that you made. You know. On that particular day, like since you first activated your Facebook, and then they show you like the days all around it as well, like so, so within three or four days. I yeah, guess. yeah, and and nine times out of ten they make you feel bad in some way. Um, this one makes me feel good though. This reminds me of tonight. That looks very a tasty. Camacho, Connecticut, going on oh, there. Yeah. So for those you can't see, which is everybody, we're actually trying to find Facebook memories, and we come across a a, a post of me. Um, with a juicy Camacho Connecticut cigar. Juicy. Juicy. Juiciest cigars on the planet. We're also not sponsored by uh, Camacho, but we'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. Facebook's such a good start. I'm here for this. Look at Nick Meyer. Who said that? Nick Meyer. Oh, yeah. What a great guy. Shout Ooh. out to Nick. Wow. What a great guy. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Nick Meyer. The only one that, the only one that commented on our... Uh, so, we, we announced that we were doing our first... Face uh podcast man chat podcast. It to 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 be to be fair, it was like minutes ago when you one hour one hour ago. <laughs> one hour. That's an estimate. Well, one hour. I got a few likes. Yeah. I got some. I got some pretty. They're all people that I <laughs> professionally know somehow, but most of them are. But we did have one guy. Shout out to Nick Byer. Shout out to Nick for saying I'm here for this. I'm I'm excited to hear some feedback from Nick. So Byer. Nick will be with us in January when we travel to the great city of Tampa, Florida. So that's a, yeah, that's an excellent segue into to traveling to Tampa. Uh-oh, I'm cutting out. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right, so traveling to Tampa. So in January, um just yeah, we we recently just booked three trips. Uh well, three of us booked trips. That's a lot. With a fourth person. With a fourth person <laughs> who happens to be my brother. Yeah, so Dan's brother, but did you you introduce yourself? Yeah, everyone, we did. We did an introduction. So everyone knows I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. What do you do? So I work in clinical research. I work for a company that contracts with uh, drug companies that, and they contract with us to do large scale global drug trials for safety, efficacy. You know, government mandated drug trials or something that they're introducing a new drug to the market or attempting to get their drug to market. So I'm part of a team that manages a particular drug trial. Okay. That's pretty cool. It sounds complicated. Yeah. Not, not super interesting. <laughs> Neither selling houses, <laughs> but anyway, back to Tampa. So we're, we're going to, we are going to Tampa, right? Yes. We're, we're going to Ebor city. Ebor City. Ebor City. So I don't so I don't know if Ebor City is like a colloquial term or if it's an actual city, but it's right outside downtown Tampa. Ebor City. So let's start from the beginning. Our buddy, his brother, Jordan, one of my best friends, Jordan, is getting married. 
Congrats to Jordan. Congrats to Jordan and Lauren. And we're going to use that to our advantage to take a trip to Ybor City. <laughs> we're going to do that. Pretty much, yeah. So the locals call it a bachelor party. They call the place. I was being facetious. Oh, I see. Man, I don't know anything about Florida or Tampa or Ybor's. No, it is a bachelor party. Yeah, I know we're going to a bachelor party. I guess we didn't say that. We didn't. We're going to a bachelor party. So I was being a little facetious. So Being a little silly. Mixing it up a little bit. I like bachelor parties. I, I love bachelor parties. I don't parties. go to very many of them. Uh, I mean, d- does anyone go to very many of them? Some people. Yeah, maybe. I haven't had a lot of really close people get married. I've had zero close, like legitimately close people get married. Right, right, right. I feel like most of the bachelor parties I've been on, I've been kind of like the uh, like secondary or tertiary friendship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously. mine? Well, yeah, I said most. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. But anyway, bachelor party, Tampa, Tampa. Ybor City, 2019. It's gonna be amazing. And we hope to come back with a lot of really, really great stories. Oh yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be oh my god, it's gonna be fantastic. Oh man. All right, so true story. Never I've only been to Tan, uh, Florida. I've only been I've only crossed the border into Florida once. I had a okay. cruise. And I was very tired. It was the middle of the night. Right. It's a pretty crazy adventure. So I don't know anything about Florida. I know half the people I really care about live there. <laughs> but other than that, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny, because yeah. it's true. Yeah. So what 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 should we you've you've been to Florida a couple oh, times. Oh yeah. So my brother used to live in Tampa. He lived in Tampa for what like two years, year and a half, two years. Something like that. Yeah. So I, I, that's why he chose Tampa as his bachelor party destination. And there's a festival there that weekend that we're going for the bachelor party. Um so what was your question? What kind of what well, so I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm getting into. Mm, lots of booze. Okay. Lots of sunshine. I love sunshine. But I thought it rained like every other day. Lots of cigars. A lot of good times. The really? Good. Rain? I don't know. I, I don't claim to be the Florida expert. I've been to Florida like five times in my life. My? Maybe a combined like 10 days in Florida yeah, in my life. You're not really the expert I want for this. No. But my, what I envision when I think of Florida, uh, I just, everyone's, I just hear that it rains. Like you could just. Go outside, check the mail, and before you get back inside, there's a monsoon. That sounds like what I hear about Seattle. I don't know anything about Seattle. I don't leave North Carolina very often. Well, I mean, I don't claim to have ever been to Seattle, but you know, <laughs> when people talk about Seattle, rainy, they talk about rain, rainy place, huh? Rain. I don't know. I don't know, but every time I've ever been to Florida, we've had fantastic weather. I mean, there might be like that, you know, like summertime afternoon storm cooling down type deal but every time i've ever been to florida we've had fantastic weather i'm going to florida early or than you guys by the way in november what's, what's going on? oh yeah, yeah yeah i've never been to disney and you have you oh absolutely not no 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 no. oh i don't know what to expect a grown man going to disney hmm i have no advice God. I, I know literally next to nothing about about disney yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. Is this Disneyland or World or what's Whichever, the difference? Whichever one's in Florida, right, honestly. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, so one's bigger, one's smaller, one's different. I like I don't. I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. I think one was there first, which yeah. I think. I think the Florida one was, was the Florida first. one. Yeah. And there's another one in California. There's one in California. Okay. I think that's World. 
Yeah. I think World is in California. Oh, I, I I couldn't claim I couldn't claim to know. I I wouldn't waste my energy hazarding a guess. I need to know. Doozy World. Thank thankfully we have the power of the internet yes. at our fingertips. So it looks like all right, Disney World is in Florida. All right. So that's where you guys are going. That's where I'm going. And with the big castle. The so big, is that the castle from the uh that castle was inaccessible, by the way. It's just a thing. What do you mean it's inaccessible? You don't go, you don't but you can still get pictures in front. You can get of pictures in front. You can't. Right, there's right, not right. like there's not nothing so, to go in. So so interesting fact: uh, Disney World is two words. Disneyland is a single. It is. Word. I didn't know that. I don't know why it's different. Walt but. Disney World is a technical name, and then there's a Disneyland. So I feel like Disneyland is kind of like the knockoff, kind of like oh, yeah. I agree. I do, I do. And you know what? My biggest misconception about Disney for the longest time was I thought Disney and Universal Studios were the same thing. No, like absolutely when, not. No, yeah, and when we were planning our Disney They're competitors. Trip, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to go to Harry Potter World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You picked the wrong, you picked the wrong destination. <laughs> so, I'm, so I paid all these thousands of dollars to go to Disney, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a wand, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a robe, and I'm going to get sorted. And Pam's like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm shoot. Not unless you ride down a road. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we pass it on the way, you're not getting any of that. So I've I've been to Universal. I've never been to Disney. Oh, man, that that's where I really thought I was going. <laughs> so so I found out. So all right. So if you you don't know anything about Disney, and we've been watching. No, I know next to nothing. So we we've been watching countless hours of YouTube at uh, food. like amateur YouTube, like people traveling. Yeah. So just these yeah. travel vlogs, and yeah. people people build their YouTube channel solely around Disney. Like knowing what the pins, trading pins are for, where to eat, what to eat, what time to eat, who to eat with. I have no idea what a trading pin so is. So trading pins are this uh, cult-like thing you can do at Disney. So a lot of Pam's family is really into trading Disney pins. So Disney pins. So has she been there? She's Pam's been there a few times, but she was really little. But so you can so Disney pins you can get a number of different ways. Okay. You can trade for them. You can okay. buy them. You can get these like little mystery packs and stuff. Um, and there's some rare ones, mediocre ones. Kind of like Pokemon cards? Yeah, I guess. I don't know anything about mine. I've never even looked at a Pokemon card. Oh, goodness. I know, man. I'm not. Another topic for another day. Another day. But <laughs> write that down in the no trusty notepad. But uh, <laughs> that, that, that unscrew. Just Damn, rip it right off. That's my handy dandy uh, bond pin. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to the to one of them cameras. Oh my! <laughs> oh, what you writing there, boss? It doesn't write very well. It just looks really cool. It really does. So, I, so for everyone, sorry for the tangent. For everyone listening, so I'm writing Bond pen, but the pen's not a great writing pen. But it does look really cool. It does look like a really cool pen. Yeah. Let me see that thing. Let me. It's a fountain pen. Oh, well, I guess you're well, in camera. Everyone I, I sees what you're doing. I think it's like a fake fountain pen, right? It's not fake, it's though. Like an imitation fountain pen. Uh, no, so when you, man, when well, you, I mean, what do I need? An incantation to make it right? That's that's the song. <laughs> that's the worst writing pen I've ever written with. Man, but, like, does it have literally zero ink in it? You got to. So well, it got it what say like a magical spell? You really are in Harry Potter. I, you're gonna need a wand <laughs> to make that pen work. Jesus Christ! So now, what what you do is I messed up. So you 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 these did little, you little caps by buying that pen. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you 
this thing keeps unscrewing itself. And that doesn't help. So when you get this pen, it comes with these little like ink capsules. Mm-hmm. Um, for fountain pen one hundred and one for all you guys at home, the the little ink capsules have to go into the pen and you screw it down and it's a little click and it's in there good. Right. So you know when it clicks, like it should start writing. So what I can, if I shake this thing like a madman, it will literally just throw it. Usually, if this were a cartoon, there'd be ink everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and so it'll it'll throw ink most of the time. It's not cooperating today, but so apparently at some point between unpackaging the ink cartridge and getting it into the pen, I did something wrong. What a surprise! And I can't. It's such a pretty pen, but it's been rendered useless. Yeah. So it just like graces my desk. Agree. So, yeah. I find it hard to disagree with that statement. Yeah, so it just sits on my desk all day. Just it's like it reminds me of what I could be. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but um, but no, you know. So <laughs> you use the pen for for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, it's a really good paperweight though. So you could wear one of the shirts with the pockets and kind of like have it showing, like a showy cool. pen. Like, oh wow, this guy's a real professional. Look at that pen. Mm. I bet it writes like a dream. So when I bought it, I had Little this. do they know it writes like a... So it's like a $3 pen on Amazon. Stick. And for a pack of seven. <laughs> so no, when I bought, bought it, because you know, I'm a real estate agent, and I was thinking, you know what, you're really cool. A, a pack of... Wait, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> so you you bought a fountain pen and a pack of seven. Oh, oh yeah. I can't. I don't know where it's at right now, but <laughs> I have... As a matter of fact, Hell. Maybe over there. <laughs> But I've got a lot of fountain pens. They're they're really heavy and nice, made yeah, of metal. But they don't real nice. I guess as a not. Christmas ornament. <laughs> Just to hang it from the tree. <laughs> but so, what are we talking about? You, you couldn't even make a shopping list with that pen. Oh, Pokemon! Don't forget. Oh, don't good lord! Don't forget Pokemon. <laughs> so that's gonna be a future podcast. Stay tuned for. <laughs> Nothing. Let me see this. So if you if you press really hard, you probably ain't gonna pick that up. If it's you, upside down too. Oh Lord have mercy. If you press really hard, I guess you could read the indentions in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> There's a better pen over there if you really need it. But Oh no, I don't. So This di- one has met my needs. <laughs> I believe it. So Disney pens, I guess, they're trading things. You trade them. Okay, so when you say pen, do you mean like a like a pen, like you pin it to your mm-hmm. like article of it's clothing? Like, little, like one could be like a little right. head of Disney, okay. and you get this little lanyard, right? Clip it onto your lanyard, little, little Mickey okay. silhouette on your lanyard. Mm-hmm. But so we've been watching. People have YouTube channels built solely around pins about Disney pins. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There's a YouTube channel for literally everything that's not illegal, and probably some things that are illegal. Probably, I'm pretty sure I've seen a YouTube on how to bake a pipe bomb. Not that I would condone that, but I mean, there's you know, there's a YouTube channel for everything. Yeah. So we've been watching all these videos, trying to prepare to go to uh, Disney, and uh, it, it is overwhelming. It's a lot of stuff to take in. And most of the videos you watch on YouTube don't give you exactly what you want. Yeah. Like you read the title, you're like, ooh, that's gonna be the one that's gonna that's gonna give me what I need to that's know how they get my trip. They do, and it ends up being this ridiculous traipse through the park for forty five minutes with somebody holding a camera at their face. Right. Not not like I wanted. Like if I wanted a, oh, it makes me so mad. If I wanted a, r- a review of a room, like there's different resorts at Disney. Yeah, I don't remember the one we're staying at, but um, 
anyway. So we're, so so off top. Well, sort of off topic. Yeah, whatever. So are you staying inside the park, or right. like you in the resort in the park? Right. So, so how does that work? You have like your designated parking spot, and you're inside Disney, and you just you're just there for however long. Yeah, you're for however long your trip is. There has, so that's you for however long. It's like a hotel. It's like a hotel within the park, kind like of like hotel within the park. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I'm describing that right. But okay. so we're staying at Port Orleans. That's it. Port Orleans. Port Orleans. Okay. It looks super sweet. So we wanted, we were trying to pick where we want to stay, and mm-hmm. there's, we're looking for a room review. And we're like, ooh, how cool would it be if we can get someone to do a walkthrough yeah. in one of the rooms? And what they do is the camera never leaves their face. Their face. I believe it. They walk through this damn room and they talk about this reaction video. They talk about You won't believe what my face looks like when I see this. <laughs> when I'm standing in Port Orleans, my my face looks way different than usual. It makes me so mad. Check out my Patreon to donate $10 for my face. Man, so they walk through this room. They, they're walking through and they're like, ooh, this countertop's made of of glazed marble. And like they don't turn it right. around to show me this marble. What good are you doing? Like, And, and the thing that makes me mad, the worst is it's like 60,000 views. Because of that stupid clickbait article. Right. And it's just them taking selfies the whole time. That sounds about right. Sounds like YouTube. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. Right, right, right. So we finally, after combing through, like coming through archives of YouTube videos, we found what we wanted. Maybe you found your niche. You, you, you need to set up a travel YouTube channel where you show actually... What you get? Yeah, exactly. What, what you're talking about instead of your face? I don't travel enough. Reaction, right? Maybe I could. Well, I tried to get you douchebags to travel, but to where? Anywhere. Well, I started with Bahamas. You're like, mm, well, I- I'm. Well, let's see. I'm going to Ireland in a month. Where? Where are you going to be? Not in Ireland. Exactly. I wish I was going to Ireland. Yeah, I'm going to go to Tampa and Ybor City. <laughs> okay, touche. So. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll vlog while we're in Ybor City and have oh, yeah. some clips to share from our trip. Oh yeah, that'd be a nice little topic. Oh yeah, or we'll be there what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, it's four or Saturday. five days. It's at least four days. Yeah. What do you? What would you say that Ybor City's known for? Cigars. Uh, food. I don't. It, it's like it, it, it's I. I don't consider myself a world traveler. Yeah. I compare it to Carborough. Ooh, it's very similar to Carborough. There's supposed to be like a strong music scene. It's very artsy. It's uh, it's actually nothing like Tampa at all. It's like it's like a it's like a world away from Tampa. I don't I don't know how to describe it. But so you said cigars. Yeah, I Wikipedia this thing. Yeah. Uh, cool quote. Oh, well, not quote. Jesus Christ. Well, cool fact. Founded, uh, Ybor City was founded in 1885. Okay. Useless information for you out there. But in the did you know about yeah. Ybor City, it says, for the next 50 years, workers in Ybor City's cigar factories rolled hundreds of millions of cigars annually. So that's obviously like taken out of context, but we know that they rolled hundreds of millions of cigars annually. Right. You were right, I would say. That it sounds like... We're going to smoke some cigars. Oh, we're going to smoke a lot of cigars. So when my brother lived in Tampa, you know, we were like a, I don't know what they call it. Like a, it's not like it's a train trolley right away from Ybor City. Mm-hmm. 
So that's where we spend a lot of time. And uh, so you can go there and they'll hand roll a cigar for you and cut it for you and light it for you and use just Jordan like Canelo Cigar Lounge. Did you witness this hand rolling? Of I cigar? did. I Once, yes. What can you tell me about this hand rolling? Um, for everybody that doesn't know what, what it takes to hand roll a cigar. So... I was I was a cigar novice at the time. I'd say we still probably like are mostly oh, yeah. still novice. I'd say I'm moderately novice at this time. Instead yeah. of, and at this time I was a fresh novice, a fresh green novice. Okay. So honestly, I mean, at that point in my life, when I went to Ybor City and got a hand rolled cigar, I was probably like the third or fourth cigar I'd ever smoked in my entire lifetime. So. Okay. I don't know. It was just like trusting my brother to take me and show me around and say, you know, it was just kind of like the conversation was, show me something I can't get somewhere else. Show me something I can't get in North Carolina. Show me something, you know, that I take me out of my comfort zone. He was like, well, here, let's find a cigar shop and then we'll literally roll a cigar for you. And it's going to be amazing. And it was. Yeah, I've been a lot of places in North Carolina. I've never, and there may be out there, but I've never found a place that could hand roll a cigar. Do you, have you heard tell? Oh, any? no, definitely not. That's pretty interesting. That's something I'm really looking forward to is getting like an authentic hand roll cigar. So when they do it, I remember there was some verbiage your brother used. He was like, he said something about um, like actually on their leg, like rolling it up. Right. Right on their leg. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember. I was probably moderately intoxicated at the time, too. Have you ever actually... So you, you've seen it done. It's like... But if you like watch these master hand cigar rollers on... I mean, wherever you can find it. There... It's an art form, man. Yeah. There's like five different parts of a tobacco plant in there. And it's so... It's constructed with so much thought. Right. And it's... And have you ever actually seen... How like in like was it Cuba and Nicaragua and those places? How they actually grow cigars? You ever actually seen what it looks like? No, I, I haven't. So they don't; those places don't grow their cigars out in the open. It's not like it. There, there's like acres and acres and acres of and tarps. They're covered like a tarp. Yeah. T- it's like greenhouse kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. What that is incredible that they go through that much trouble to put that kind of quality into something that you smoke. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like. I mean that that's a major part of like the flavor of the cigar and like the quality of the cigar and how it turns out. Like, yeah, they have control over everything. Everything. The soil, the you know, everything. Mm-hmm. I so there are sun grown cigars and they'll say yeah. you know, a VSG, so they're sun grown cigars. We should get Dustin from our favorite uh, cigar place tobacco and hops on here one time. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And really like dive it. Cause that dude is a connoisseur, man. He has just unbelievable knowledge about. He cigars. probably forgot more about cigars today than I've known in my four or five years of smoking cigars. So I've known that guy for probably a little over a year now, and I don't go to the store very often. But he is one cigar after another, and he can tell you almost can tell you like a story about each one of them. Yeah, why he loves it, why he smokes it. Yeah, the different nuances, and I don't have a craft like that. No, I really I, don't. Mm. I wish I did though. Like that's true mastery, you know. Like the dude just loves cigars so much. He opened up his own shop and then started studying them. That's how you know you. That dude loved them so much. He studies them. That's incredible. Right. I think it takes a lot of pride to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always thought music or playing guitar would be my. Oh, 
Oh, that's another topic, Cigar. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that is another topic. But I can't say I have anything where I just wow you with my knowledge or technique or I expertise. Always, I, you know, up until I was like a real adult, not like a 21-year-old, but like a real adult, got a house, wife, right. boom. That's when I really figured out. That All right, I, so boom. Say what? All right, so boom. What is that? <laughs> Nothing. What? You said boom. I did? You did. I said the word boom? Uh-huh. You said boom, and then you started talking. <laughs> I like saying boom. It kicks off the... <laughs> exactly. It gives you... Boom. I, boom. Here so we go. boom. Here we so, go. So boom. I, I'm an adult. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So I'm an, I'm an adult, and I start figuring out that I really like uh, the arts in general. Like I'm, Yeah. I have a, I've always loved music and right. you know, I like movies, but like liking movie, movies can be a very right. it, surface. It, I mean, it's the idea of learning to respect the creation of something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I mean, for me, it took me well into my adulthood to really understand the, to 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 gain the appreciation the, yeah, of the, the creation of yeah. something from literally your thoughts yeah. and ideas and brain power. And it's really cool that like in a lot of these um so like take for like theater mm-hmm. or I mean just acting in general. Right. People train their whole lives to be a convincing to to give you a convincing story. Yeah. Like to and not tell you a story, reenact a story and but be the story. And feel you you feel that do story. the story. Do the story, be yeah. the story. You're right, and they believe it. But like, like that crazy, like uh, I know it's such a lame example, but like Jim Carrey when he did that movie. Um, what is that movie he did? Where he, I don't know. He played a comedian. I can't think of that guy's name that he played. Um, let me see your phone real quick. It it doesn't sound like something I'm familiar with. <sighs> yeah, no he he plays this comedian from it was before our time. Okay. Um. Where like young Jim Carrey, like young eh, young nah, Jim, Car- Jim oh, okay, Carrey. Okay. Wait, it's not Jim Carrey. It's, he's not playing Jim Carrey. Right, right. But he, he so it's like a biopic. Uh, define biopic. So it's like a so it's like a a biography, like a documentary style. Kinda, yes, yes. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. He becomes Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Oh my goodness, dude! Name. And it actually it says biopic. It actually uses the word biopic. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it means. But so he he people. I watched a documentary about. It. There is literally a documentary about Jim Carrey discussing becoming Andy Kaufman, and he like became Andy Kaufman. Some of the people that some of the people in the documentary had like. And some of the people he worked with yeah. in making that movie, cannot make, like Man on the Moon or something, I can't remember what it's called. But a lot of people were saying that like it reminded them so much of the Andy Kaufman. Just like, okay. holy crap, it's like this dude was reincarnated in Jim Carrey. He dressed like him every day. Like and This guy was like a stand-up comedian? or Yeah, like he was a, a, he's a comedian. Actor. I mean, he was all over the place back in the day. Yeah, I don't recognize the name. Ah, man, he's like legend. But, I mean, it's not anything like if you watch Andy Kaufman today, unless you... I would say we were probably like... A good like eight ish years removed from appreciating Andy Kaufman. Okay. I don't think we were just a smidgen too young to really care. But dude, he so Andy Kaufman had this like persona that he used to play. I can't think of that name either. I'm not a terrible storyteller. Okay. But Jim Carrey would dress up like this 
uh, like this person that Andy Kaufman would become. So he's becoming Andy Kaufman, becoming another person, right? And it's totally convincing. Like these people are like, oh shit, it's like Andy Kaufman's been reina- like reincarnated. It sounds like Tropic Thunder. So I say, yeah, right. So I <laughs> it's like acting inception. But I I say all that to come back to it is crazy how far they go to provide that like to give you that experience. Yeah. And then you know you become an adult. Boom, I'm adult. <laughs> and I so boom. I so boom. I'm an adult, and I just like I start thinking like, man, I should have done something in the arts. I wish I'd done theater. Um, probably not at South of the War, but <laughs> but I wish I'd have, I'd have done stuff like that. Like I don't know, and I don't have like a craft that I've completely mastered like that. Something, but man, I'm just fascinated with that stuff now. Yeah, there's just like this point in life where you know. Your your literal life is a blank canvas of opportunity to make bad decisions or, you know, un, un fully considered decisions. And I will always feel like I didn't make enough silly bad decisions, you know. It's deep. Yeah. I'd made nothing but bad decisions. Say what? I like when I was like young. But maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't make bad enough decisions. No, no, you know, I think I made the wrong bad decisions. Right. I think that's what forward thinking. Bad decisions. Forward. Bad is such a terrible. Oh yeah, I don't like using the word bad, but let's let's say radical. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if I make a radical decision, if I wake up tomorrow and make a radical decision about my future, I might not be able to pay my bills. Yeah. In September. <laughs> so that's a like tri- like a, like a they tribe. They might fire me for my job. Yeah, that's a tribe thing. So I was actually reading a book the other day. Yeah. Again, I'm just a terrible memory, but basically, and and it's not just this book I'm reading, but it may have been like uh, you're a badass, um, which is a really great book by the way. But they were basically talking about you you you're part of a tribe, okay. even though you don't realize it. So like we were, we grew up in. Kinston, Deep Run, North Carolina, for all those who know where that place is on the map. So we had this tribe we were a part of. Yeah. And anything you do that's not what the tribe does, just like crabs trying to get out of a bucket, they pull you back down into it, whether you realize it or not. It's not going to active like snatching on your limbs, but the tribe brings you back into the bucket. Yeah. And that has a lot to do, like your environment has a lot to do with how you grow into that, do that those radical things. Like, you don't you don't know what radical things are. Isn't that crazy that you didn't even know? Yeah, you were not making decisions. Super deep. Mm. It's trippy. And for I think for a lot of folks, they may never know, or they may know when they have too many responsibilities, too much stuff to care for, or have to be a little more conservative for the go to their selves or yeah. go to themselves or their family. Or, yeah. Right. So like I would say where I come from in that perspective is that, you know, you're, you, you are your habits. Right. Whatever you do, your rituals is like Tony Robbins would say, you are your rituals. So my rituals were very existing style rituals. I'm just like a lot of people can relate to that. I think it's hard to turn your brain up. So growing up, you know, I played sports. Yeah. Go to school. Mm-hmm. You expected college. You do all those things, right? And you had a lot of guidance and so direction too. Well, the tribe, from, the tribe plans your, right. your trip for you, but you you never get a chance. I'm not saying it's bad or good, or just saying objectively, you never get a chance to really make the decision that this is how things work for me. Yeah. 
Like this, you know, you're 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 already on, you know, like the tra- the path, the train tracks of your future. You know, you're the Start locomotive you're on, on that track. Yeah, for minute as one. someone has built, put you on, started, and you know, you're you know f- powering down that track that. Powering you, is the word. You're rumbling down it. You're rumbling down a track that someone built for you based on their opinion about a track that someone built for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you just, I mean, wherever you come from. Yeah. Wherever you're, tra- and there's many, there's tribes within tribes within tribes. And man, it's just insane. And, that, and then, you know, you, then one day you're an adult and you're, you're thinking about the, you know, the, holy crap. Like I've been on this. I've been existing. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's not your fault, I think. Yeah. It, well, it's, there. there's a point where it's like, yeah, I'm existing and I have been and I haven't had as, I haven't had any say. So where I was going to go with that is you, like your consciousness, your self-awareness, like you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have that. Right. And without like being coached that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean your your decision making is a, a mirror of someone else's decision making mm-hmm. that you've you know either been taught or learned through something. Yeah, TV, viewing, anything, yeah. anything, any even even media. Um everything teaches you and it's incredible. Like it like it blows my mind when right. I sit down and think about like the paths how they could have been different. How they would have been, just how you could have changed lanes and yeah. I mean, like it isn't. It isn't until like this point in my life where I think about you know what what impact my parents, mm-hmm. my friends had on me, my extended family had on me. I mean, just one different philosophy or an interpretation of. You know, an action or a religious text could have yeah. taken me completely yeah. somewhere else. So I had this crazy realization. So for everybody back home doesn't know, I was a cop for four years on the day. I was a police officer. On the day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't hold it against me. Interesting. Yeah, on the day, March on 19th. Day. Yep. And I had this crazy realization, which is a crazy realization for being a police officer. And it kind of goes along with what we're talking about is right. I realized that there are, there are rules. There are no rules. You know, when I entered the adult world, um, I had a couple, yeah, I wouldn't say real jobs, but I had jobs. And I assumed there was a manual and an answer yeah. for everything. Right. And it, and I never, when you're in like these little like nothing starter jobs, right? There really is like your job is so meaningless. But when you when I jumped into a position where I had the right to take someone's rights away, yeah, when you realize there's no rules, mm-hmm. there's guidelines. There's like basic guidelines, and even still, when you get out of that specific scenario, you're just living nothing. Everything is fair game, yeah. And you can do any, you can change anything at any time, yeah. And like. It's, oh my God, because it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's like growing up, I know, well, at least for me, and I think a lot of folks would agree with this, and you may, uh, I think a interesting 
what way to think about this in like a micro sense compared to like yeah. the way you're, you know, generalizing it is, yeah. um, when when you're a child or, or or maybe even after you're a child, to to you the doctors and like medicine like is the answer like yeah. medicine has the answer. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're they're making a best guess. Yeah, it's the best science that day. Yeah, literally that day. It could that be different day. tomorrow. Or or literally like maybe it was the best science last week or last year or when they were you know the last in a medical conference. Anyway, the point is, bro, aren't we all just making our best guess? Yeah. So we were me and Pam were just discussing this. But you, but as a person, now moving into a more general sense, as a person about your life and your future, you are using the tools that you have, hopefully, to make the best guess Mm -hmm. at, at, at that time. Yeah. Like, you're using the tools available to you at that time, like you said, available to you today or yesterday. Yeah. Sometimes to make a huge decision. Yeah. So we, me and Pam were just discussing this best information on the day, the other day, because, um, you know, we got a little four-month-old baby, Amelia, little sweetheart. She, we, you know, she, everyone, when you have a kid, starts giving you all these instructions. Everybody's got a way you should raise your kid. This Even, is how you do it. Yeah, this is how you do it. And you you bump into someone at Walmart, they'll tell, if you're carrying a kid, mm-hmm. they're going to tell you how to raise your kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're gonna tell you right. It happens. Like Pam can't go to the damn food line because well, she gets stopped a hundred times with a little advice. Oh, she's so cute. Are you giving her? Are you letting her have a little bit of liquor on her nipple to help her with her teething? Like, man, get the hell out of here! And I had some liquor on the nipple last weekend. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. <laughs> Gracious. So, so, so where to where that goes is like we they'll say like people. Like parents, especially. Yeah. They'll ask you, like, are you giving, like, cereal is a big one. Are you giving your kids cereal? The doctor the other day is like, hey, you can give your cereal if you want. And I'm. Um, Don't listen to those doctors. No, well, if you listen to our parents, she's been having cereal since she popped out of the womb, you know? <laughs> like, there's all these things. Like, why aren't you letting her know on rib bone? My dad rib bone. You know, I'm like, man, that's not what I want to do. Like, because there are. Oh my God! Like my dad. Oh my Lord! I'm about to go down this this road. So my dad. I'm here for it. Oh my I'm dad. Here for it. Oof! Here we go. Went and crossed this bridge early oh in the first goodness. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't we don't like Amelia's so little. We don't just let her cry it out. Right. Like she's so little, she doesn't have that like self soothing ability. At least we don't think so. I don't really give a shit what anyone else thinks. It's what we've adopted, which is how it should be. Adopt what you want. Right. Because. She's not making her own choices yet. She's on that train. She's on her train rumbling down the tracks already, right? It's my fault. Choo-choo. Yeah, choo-choo. So we we don't want to give her, or Pam, I mean, whatever, together we decided. We don't want to give her cereal right now. Right. So, and well, no, I'm not talking about cereal. I'm talking about crying. We don't let her cry it out. And cause this is what we believe. So my dad, he comes over one day, and Amelia starts to whine a little bit. And at this point, she's like two months old. She's barely a living thing. She's barely more than a little organism. She can't even control her fingers. You know? <laughs> so he's like, "We need to learn to cry it out." <laughs> uh oh. So I'm like, well, "What you mean, cry it out?" You know, not knowing that I'm headed into the great beyond of of arguments. And he's like, <laughs> "I love the reasoning." Wait, wait till you hear this. 
So he's like, we need to let her cry it out. You know, you don't let her, you don't let her cry at all. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I'm not saying I don't let her cry at all, but I'm not letting her purposefully whine it out for 30 minutes uh-huh. because of some belief that's not supported. So here's what he says to me, right? He goes, you need to let her cry it out because the old people would tell you to do that. Uh-oh. The old people would tell you to let her cry it out. That's what the old people say. A hell of a source. <laughs> I'm like, stop, stop the damn, hold the phone. Let's rewind. You want me to make a pretty critical decision in probably some of the most important development times in my kid's life based on the old people. Man, like, what? But that's how everyone does it. Yeah. They, for, they've, yeah heard, sure. they've heard, they've heard a fracture, and not, not talking crap on my dad, but you, you get it, they can hear a fracture of something. Yeah. Then they support it, they don't get support first. They hear something and then they internalize it and then they start to support it. So I'm like, you hear what you're saying? You, like the old people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very hard to get someone to even discuss something that they support or believe to their very core. Yeah. And and that goes into what we're saying because like 30, 50, 60, 80 years ago, they yeah. would. They just let them cry it out till they couldn't cry anymore. And, right, and what sources did they have? They like, didn't have anything. They exactly. had a covered wagon. That's what they had. Oh, my goodness. They didn't have anyone calling them on the phone saying, Mm-mm-mm, don't let them cry it out. They just did what their parents said because that's probably and, the closest person for 100 miles. And now you can WhatsApp your doctor at 4 a.m. while your baby's puking in the bathtub. Oh, dude, when we were having our <laughs> kid, we actually had a little like communication device exactly. with, with, the, with the women's center. Like if we could send a message through their messaging system and yeah. somebody would get back to us. You know? Things are way different. The information travels so much faster. It's incredible. Right. It's incredible. Man. And it just makes you think like... It's going to be the best information tomorrow. Mm. You know? It's nuts. I don't have the capacity to answer that question. No. I mean, and you'd be a billionaire. We'd be doing a, pod, we'd be doing a podcast about how to be a billionaire. <laughs> Actually, if I were a billionaire, this is probably exactly what I'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Ex- except my, maybe not Mike's. But yeah, oh, maybe like <laughs> a, like a, like a, like a 18 year old scotch. Yeah. I, I had a. Maybe even older. I had an 18-year-old scotch whiskey last oh, weekend. Oh, my goodness. You told me about that. Oh, my goodness. How did that feel? Tell me about that. Skronk. Skronk. It was strong. Stronger. Yeah. It was It was very different than anything I've ever had. Very different than any whiskey or any scotch. I've so what, what was the actual uh, the drink that you had? Um, so it was from the Lagavulin in Scotland, and it was 18-year scotch, and it was tasty. Um, so I so I had it neat, okay. and, and if I were to drink it again or I were to drink it habitually, I'd probably cut it with a little water or probably have it on the rocks. Why does water make scotch Better in some cases, yeah. So it so water changes like the flavor. It changes the profile. I yeah, guess. yeah. So how how strong it is? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, in, in like the most simplistic sense possible. Like, are you gonna eat a, like a packet of Kool Aid, or are you gonna like make a? Are you gonna use a Kool Aid packet to like make some Kool Aid? Right. That is a strong, yeah. strong example. So, I mean, yeah, some people like it neat. I don't drink my scotch neat. 
When I, I do drink scotch, uh, few and far between, I actually do just neat, man. Nothing yeah. in there. I don't want to see. I love. I like it on the rocks, like, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it warm. I don't want it room temperature. Like, I like it chilled a little bit. I think it speaks volumes for your character that you you add things to your scotch. There was a probably a whole generation of men that if they someone added something to this guy, they'd probably call him something like a Nancy. Yeah, I okay. guess I, I, you put, I'm a Nancy. Man. You put water in your scotch like a Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was a there's a Family Guy skit. Oh my goodness! In the new season, that reminds me. Um, they're they're reenact they're doing like time period <laughs> jokes, and yeah. they're doing like this fifties time period. This <laughs> whatever doing like this fifties time period, and it's black and white, and they're around listening to the radio. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to afford their new radio. Right. You know, radio was the thing, but they like TVs. And and Lois Lois is like, I guess, Peter, I'm going to have to get a job. And, and Peter goes, no wife of mine's going to get a job. There's underwear in this house that needs starching. I don't want to wear soft underwear like a Nancy. He's like, I want to go to work like this. And he gets up and he's walking all stiff-legged because his, his underwear have been pressed and starched. Like a Nancy. His underwear needs starching. Oh my God! Ugh. Man, Family Guy. So, family Guy nailed it every yeah, time. Well, so they took Family Guy off Netflix. When? Oh, that's right. I'm stealing yeah. Hulu from Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. Uh, he knows whatever. Well, I mean, we probably shouldn't admit that our transgressions on a public forum. You can have multiple profiles on Hulu, uh-huh. and I have one of the multiples. It's totally fine. <laughs> we use the term stealing uh, colloquially. <laughs> uh, very figuratively. Very figuratively. Um, yeah, but yeah, it took. They took Family Guy. I've never. So I used to every. So I I sleep to the television because. Yeah, I used to till I got married. Well, I do because. You're my, not married. Well, yeah, <laughs> my anxiety is unbelievably high at all times. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I can't be alone with my own thoughts. Maybe that's another episode. I don't know. It's not that serious. It's more Ooh. like, like if I turn on the lights out and lay down on my bed, then I'm just like, hmm, what do I got to do tomorrow? Where what are we doing this weekend? Go. It's like, oh, did I, you know, pack my thing for this weekend? Or, my oh, toothbrush dry? Did I? <laughs> did they respond to that email at work? Or you know, should I send a follow up tomorrow? It was like, oh, speaking of follow ups, I didn't, you know, do XXX this weekend or ABC, you know, yeah. on Monday, and I was like, oh yeah. no, that reminds me on Tuesday. Anyway, so the point it's of, like white noise. Yeah. yeah. So Family Guy used to be my white noise, mm-hmm. and so now the Office is my white noise. I've been to the Office like five hundred times. The Office is too. I think Office is too strong for me to to pay it. Like it's dumb and and like meaningless. But yeah. I don't know, man. Something about Family Guy. I used to do the same thing. Yeah, Kinda, Family Guy yeah. was my go-to. Yeah. Good night. For, sure. All right, so this is interesting. My white noise for two years was the movie Shooter. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Kate Mars in that movie. <sighs> what the, who's that? It, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it is Kate Mars. She's the. the redhead girl. Huh? The redhead girl? Was she redhead in that movie? She So she's like the Kentucky teacher he yeah. like. Find, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Kate Mara yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> I've, only, I've, I've only seen that movie twice. So the first time I saw it, I was like, wow. I'm like blown away. And the second Two time years. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. 
Two years. Two years. Here's the thing. It's like every night I would finish it. And how much? Oh, so you watch it all the way it through? Back over what for the two hell? Years. Well, you know, I wanted to be a. There was this phase where I wanted to be a seal and I wanted to be a sniper. I mean, it's still what I want to be. Can't spell phase without E. Mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, had a few phases. That's a topic for another uh, episode for sure. But we, um, you know, so I want to be a sniper. I want to be like this operator, as they, the term they use now. So, like, the best thing I had as far as like Hollywood blockbusters was Shooter at the time. Yeah. Every night, two years, white noise. I'd, I'd go through it once where I couldn't sleep. I'd watch the whole friggin' show or movie. And then on the second time around, I'd go to sleep. And like it, I, I guess I mean, you know, usually a movie is not something. Usually it's like they're a little more dialogue driven. You got to kind of pay attention. But right, nah, for me, I watched it so many dang on times, man. It just put me right to sleep. So I, I have the mind wandering problem too at night. So that's when it's so. I was you came over and you slept on the couch. Yeah. I told you like three out of seven nights I sleep on the couch because you I got can, to watch some media. Mm-hmm. Got to be some. Media. I mean, just like last night, I threw on a little office on my phone, and I was asleep in like five minutes. You put it on your phone? You yeah. sleep in front of a 55-inch TV? I don't know, but I couldn't figure out how to get a volume to work. Oh, you you don't. You have to have one of our phones, which yeah. I left there for you and did not instruct you. How yeah, to I didn't. So, yeah, so so the volume was the issue last night, so I just threw it on my phone. But, I mean, again, I, was, I, I made it through like a, a tenth of the episode of The Office, and I was asleep, yeah. and I slept so great. Back when I was training like a madman, like in the single-digit body fats, really stupid good shape, I would I was going to bed at 8 o'clock at night, get up at 3 in the morning, yeah, and I would go home, turn on Family Guy, and same thing, within seconds, I was out. Yeah. That was my thing, and if I didn't, so I'd hear comforting. everything. Well, I was going, a lot of times I was on, I was on a cop, I was on a cop, so a lot of times I go to bed. During the day, yeah, like I'd go to bed at six o'clock in the morning. If I didn't have that, I'd hear my mom in the kitchen filling up her twelve-gallon water bottle with fourteen <laughs> right. liters of ice, you know. And I'd, I'd hear dishwashing, <laughs> coughing, and and the view, and God knows what else. Man, turn that little bit of noise on. I'm out. I'm done. But I'm the same as that way. Yeah, I don't. Know, but what makes our minds do that? I don't know. Why can't we just go to sleep? Cause like there's like three out of seven nights, I got to have something like that. I got to have it. Yeah. Um. I I don't want to say I used to, but uh, sometimes and maybe I used to. I'll be able. I I can read myself to sleep. Um, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, but so like the older I get, and maybe like the more responsibility I get, like at my job, and yeah. Like, the more like aware I've become about like my decisions, yeah, and how they impact my life. The less like I'm able to read myself to sleep, but it, it, it's too active, and it and it gives my brain like you know that like space it needs to yeah. think. So I don't read nonfiction. Yeah, for damn near any reason. I just I'm not a fan. You know, I used to read like the Harry Potter books and stuff, and, right. and I'm probably so, gonna, so you do read nonfiction. I do not. No, you do. I'm sorry. I don't read fiction. Exactly. Right, I do right, read. Right. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. I don't read fiction. Yeah, and see, I don't read nonfiction. I am consumed with self-help stuff. So, and and I think you know, I think fiction would put me right to sleep. If you want to know the truth, I bet if I read a good yeah. old dragon story or something, you know, I'd get right. To, good old, good old dragons. Dragon but I can't, like nonfiction puts me in this state where I like a business-minded state where I start right. thinking, how can I apply this or you know. 
when when can I utilize these tools? And I, and I'll man, I'll end up. I'll watch. I'll read, and I'll end up in the on the couch watching YouTube. I like how to apply these things and incorporate them. Yeah, it, it's not good for me to do that. It's not. But the TV thing. So when I first got married, because of that problem, I when the TV that's behind you mounted on the wall. Put that straight in the bedroom. Yeah. Every night we watch like there's like a Tim Allen show that used to be on. What was that show? Tim Allen. Yeah, it got canceled. The only Tim back. Allen show I know is not Tool Time. Time. I'm sure. Which actually was not called Tool Time, dude. Joe Home Rogan. Improvement. Home Improvement. Joe Rogan was just talking about this on yeah, his so podcast. So Tool Time was the name of the program of his show within, within the, the show. program. Yeah. yeah. Everyone uh-huh. thought the thing was Tool Time because Home yeah. Improvement sounded stupid. And <laughs> yeah, dude, I just saw this on another podcast. I'm not going to touch it right this minute, but. Tim Taylor. Tim, yeah. I was sitting there. I was trying to say it was Al yeah, and dude, Tim yeah, Taylor. Al and Tim, yeah. So, yeah. what was that show? Dude, Home Improvement was a great show. Though. It was incredible. Well, the show that I'm talking about was a great show. I can't think of the name of I, it. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I it can't say like, I it was... followed Tim Allen's so, career outside of Home Improvement and Toy Story. I, oh, and uh, what was that space movie he was in? I, oh, God. Don't, don't get me lying. Uh, so just look up Tim Allen. There, there was a space movie he's in. Last Man Standing is the show that I love. Yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar. I, that doesn't even sound familiar to me. Look, I, I need you to look up okay. this. Like, dude, I guarantee you've seen this show. Probably. I mean this this movie. It's like a movie where they like um, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> it's like a parody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a parody, but not. I don't know. It's a fantastic film. And uh, Alan Rickman is in it. He's like Alan an alien. Rickman. Alan Rickman. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Isn't that who did that? <laughs> yeah. Remember <laughs> the family guy again? They did that so, episode where Alan Rickman <laughs> answered, Hello, you've reached Alan Rickman. Or something. What was it? Wasn't I don't know. Up? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Galaxy. Uh, so, yeah, I would watch. We would together, we'd watch Last Man Standing. So, me and Pam. So, is that like a similar show? It's like a sitcom. It's a sitcom. Yeah. It's like I've yeah. literally never heard of that. Yeah, and but I don't know, man. It's like it's very feel goody. Mm-hmm. And it got removed during oh, the last election. Like it was it's very it's very there's like a son in law and then there's uh-huh. Tim Allen and one is like this like flaming hot liberal. The other is Tim Allen, who clearly represents red blooded Republican men and it's like a constant battle between right. them and the show. Is and this like a Netflix original or more or like a, a network show? No, it was a network show because the network took it down. It was a network show because oh, they took it down. oh they took they it. Took I thought it down. you meant that they quit. You quit having access. No, man, to they it. took it down, and I oh, think it wow. got picked up again and then taken down again. I don't know where it stands now, okay. but but we would so every night we'd watch this show. Yeah, and what would happen? Because we're you know we're married and we're watching a show about a married couple and their kids, and we would end up like we. That wasn't good white noise. We'd be up to like four in the morning watching episode episode and well, then relating yeah. to it. Yeah, because you're learning something or you're seeing something novel. So lesson learned, don't don't pick a, a an intriguing show for that. Yeah. So so now like so back to I said the TV behind you on the wall. After like three probably three, four weeks of that, Pam was like, Get that out of here. We're done with that. She can't have anything. She can't have fans. She can't have Oh no fans. No fans. Oh, it's killer, bro. Man. It's killer. And you're here during the seventy degrees time. Right. Slowly bump the temperature down since the baby's been born, getting her like acclimated to monitor like 
stabilizing her own body temperature. There's nothing like that sweet spot between like the like room temperature that the like thermostat and the AC are keeping and the fan. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sweet spot. I could sleep for like four days if I found that sweet spot. Oh yeah, I could do some serious siesting. Mm. I just, I really want it to be sixty-eight degrees. Yeah. That's my, that's my good spot. See, I, I, I don't even want it that cold. I, I like it like seventy. It's seventy in the rest of the house, not in here, because my computer, and my mixer, and all these things. Right, there. right. But yeah, we, you know, usually seventy. But I, I mean, sixty-eight. If I can get it sixty-eight, I can do. When me and Caleb lived together, mm-hmm. I slept like a baby because we would keep it like. 64. Oh my God. It was freezing. I, I could, literally don't think, I think the lowest my thermostat has ever been in, in my home is 68. I don't think I've ever gone below that. Wow. 64 is just unimaginable. Yeah. I mean, it was good though. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap up in a blankie. It was, I had tons of blankets. <laughs> That's the thing is like, I love. Yeah, I, I'd rather be freezing cold and sleeping in a blanket yeah. than like moderately comfortable. Yeah, I would have tons and tons of blankets. Yeah, I would, and that's been taken from me. Now yeah. I sleep with. Oh, like, I wonder what that is. Like, I, I need to fight the cold. I need to have a cold to fight. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Yeah. I wonder where that comes from. I don't know. My parents are the same way too. So I grew up. Oh like, my god! Well, you like, been to my house? My parents keep it like 67, 68 in the summertime. My parents kept it seventy degrees year round. Fahrenheit for those of you. Uh, yeah, right. Literally anywhere Across else the in the world. <laughs> so yeah, my parents kept it seventy eight year round. They still do. You go in there and you sweat. You break a sweat as soon as you walk in. So yeah. I didn't. Uh, That's not like a classroom at school. <laughs> it's a nightmare, is what it is. Oof. So this will be our close. So, um, for everybody listening, we appreciate you tuning in for the first man chat podcast ever. Absolutely. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. We had an incredible time recording this for you, and we're looking forward to doing some more. Absolutely. We really hope you guys enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. As much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Absolutely. Like, oh, my God. We had a blast. So, if, you know, you guys, we'd really appreciate any liking, sharing, commenting, anything you can do to help us support and get a little bit of growth and get a little, a little bit of momentum. Um, anything, I think, Dan, that they can do, like, comment, like, Get a store like a, a conversation started. Like, right. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Like pick out some of the things you talked about, relate to it, and so we can engage you back. And tell us how much you love Galaxy Quest, one of the greatest things <laughs> of all time. Yeah, tell us how much you love Galaxy Quest. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Yeah. So all of the show notes and uh, anything we talked about is gonna be, you know, listed somewhere attached in the description on YouTube or somewhere attached to the, to the podcast, you know, uh, it'll be readily available. Um, we're looking to think of to this, like what, like, I don't know how often we're going to do this, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But as much as we possibly, as can. much as we possibly can, we're going to try to shoot. Out. I'll tell you what, if you heard it and you loved it, you shared it, you liked it. Tell us how often you want to hear us pick a random topic you can relate to and talk about it. <laughs> And and if you loved it or you liked it or you hated it or you Especially, loved yeah, it, tell us that. Please let us know. Yeah, let us know everything. We want to hear it all. Good, bad, ugly, middle of the road. Give it to us. We need some feedback. But um, and guys, until next time, we have been Ethan and Dan with Man Chat, um, and we're signing off. We appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. Thanks.